They say love is patient, they say love is kind Marriage on the other hand takes those things plus wine Spousing is a journey, not for the faint of heart Being married to a human is a science and an art Hey Lauren! Hey Katie! I am so excited for this question episode. You, I hear you got some cues. Yeah, girl, I've got some stuff that I've been wanting to ask you about that is like not necessarily fit into an episode. And I hear you have some listener cues as well. I do have some listener Ooh. cues. All right, well, why don't you start? Okay. Um, this comes from Alex, who I have to say sends us some of our most insightful, like our thickest questions. We have thick and thin questions. This is a thick question. Um, mm-hmm. What All questions you fall we love, in love but... with? Yes. All right. Thick or thin um, or anything in between. What made you fall in love with your spouse? Is that the same reason you have stayed married? Mm. Um, oof. Do you want to take it first or me? Do you have an answer? I'm still kicking it around. Um, I think for me, well, first of all, I thought Mark was like, I thought this is going to sound silly, but I just thought he was really cute. And that like, kept me interested for the first several months but also I think that the thing that made me fall in love with him was the feeling of safety that I had with him just like a feeling of home you know and then that yes that is why I am still with Mark today like and the more we're together the more that increases the more that Mark becomes my my landing pad so and I think that maybe that's not necessarily a quality of his but more I don't think it's a quality of his that made me fall in love with him, although there's certainly many qualities that make me feel safe, but it's a feeling that I have around him. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It feels more, I can't really boil it down to a a specific quality, but realizing that, realizing there was definitely some moments where Mark went from being my boyfriend to being a person I couldn't live without. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, it makes sense that there's, like, that initial attraction, and if there's not that... I mean, I think I've heard people say that they have, like, fallen into, like, the lust part or the attraction part over time. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, personally, it just has never happened that way. Yeah. I always have... That attraction thing has to be there, and if if that's there, then those other things grow, and then you're studying the compatibility. Yep. Have we talked about before... uh, You and I have. I'm not sure if we've talked about it on the podcast. Um, I once heard... Uh, someone describe relationships and say that in regu- in like normal like not real life dating you you meet and you have there's a spark and then you date to find if you're compatible mm-hmm. and with like the online online dating part of things you actually do it in reverse mm. you you write a profile and you look at that person's profile so your ah. compatibility is kind of on paper compatibility at least is sort of your starting point and then you meet to see if there's a spark yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, and I feel like that's the opposite. So you and I both had those opposite experiences. Like yeah. you and Caitlin were did the compatibility meeting to find the spark. But the thing yeah. that I think that like I think there's a little bit of a difference between like a Tinder and a match.com. Yeah, that's true. You know? That's true, except in the gay community cuz they don't welcome us on match.com. That's true, but you, I mean, like a more or like eHarmony. I mean, like a more fleshed out profile versus just like a. These true. are my three pictures in my quippy tagline. Like, right. let's yeah. take a chance and just see. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. 
Um, although even you? in oh, those three lines, at least in DC, in those three lines, people still usually say like what they did. So if you know, like, you know, yeah. which doesn't say everything about a person. But well, but I, to me, the three lines like say stuff about, um, like cleverness and writing ability and like yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what true. I'm really like. I'm reading the subtext. The subtext there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say that I was initially attracted. Like, what made me fall in love with Caitlin was the initial like feeling of just over I actually went back and read today one of my friends sent me their wedding vows so I was looking at them and then it made me think about mine and I went back and looked at it and I had written this thing to our pastor that married us and it just said like when I met her when I hugged her for the first time in the atrium of that museum museum my whole body just said yes my mind body spirit said yes Mm -hmm. and there is just like it was a sense of inner peace there was like a kind of a compatibility and I guess I would have been open to that being wrong um, but it Me just too. wasn't, it just yeah. kept not being wrong. And we ke- we kept being shocked at how easy things were. Um, mm-hmm. and I do think there's sort of an unshakable sense of yes, that keeps us together today in that no matter like what's going on and how differently we disagree or, or how tired we are or whatever, like stressed out, there's still that yes in there. Um, yeah. it, that, that I think I could just describe in another way is just experience just compatibility rolling alongside each other you know yeah absolutely and I I feel similar too that there's a like every time we've had an issue it's always been just both of us have had this intuitive okay well we're working out we're we're gonna work it out not like uh there's never and it's um yeah it's the feeling of home it's the feeling of family it's the feeling of yes yeah it's yeah I'm so surprised that you and me aren't saying like Oh, well, it's, like, his blue eyes and her good butt, although... I, I was going to say, hurt. she does have an amazing butt, so that this doesn't not the, hurt. This is not the first time you've mentioned it on the pod. I love it. You want to hit Alex. me with a cue? Yeah, great cue. Yeah, I got, a, I got a cue, too. All right, so lighter or heavier, you you choose. Um, Let's go heavier. Okay, so... Two times in the last week, I have had somebody give me the, not advice, but give me the feedback that, oh, if, when, it, when I am describing something about marks or someone else's pattern of behavior, I've gotten the feedback, oh, that's a man thing. Mm-hmm. And as if that is something to, like, that, um, the, oh, that's just how men are and, like, you should accept it. And and not about bad things, like, for instance, I'll give you a specific example. One of the things was related to, um, I am, I connect through talking, and Mark doesn't necessarily see the reason to talk out a stressor. He, like, he doesn't see that as a productive thing to do. Um, And I got a, some of the feedback that I got was, well, that could just be a man thing. And I'm wondering, like... At first, it seems like bullshit on its surface, but the more I dig into it, the more I kind of wonder, I don't know, I'm wondering how I should think about those types of comments. Yeah. How I I should interpret those things. I think that's a really coded, I think as a society, we are moving towards accepting that the idea that boys, quote unquote, boys will be boys, that at least if you're using that phrasing, there's something wrong. And I think that we're kind of moving away from that. Not, yeah. Not truly, not 100%, but we're starting to. Like, and, there's a better way to get an idea across than using that phrasing. Yeah. And yeah. it's funny that, like, that's a man thing 
is something I still see at play, like kind of unabashedly. Yeah. As if it's almost different or more nuanced, but I don't think that it is. Yeah. I do think that men have um, the experience of all of the socialization that we've put them through. We, we as a society certainly don't make space for a lot of really open, vulnerable communication skills that men need to be successful. We don't do that. We don't teach them. They're responding to that and that, that like, you know, in general, men are responding to that. Um, But I, it just, I think to just like totally write it off as like, oh, that's how men are. I think that's lazy. Yeah. And you know what? I think what doesn't resonate with me is that I spend so much time with men at the last job that I had, the vast majority of my clientele were men and to say, first of all, to say that something is a man thing, a man thing or a woman thing, that something is a man thing is just as reductive as saying that something is a woman thing. You know, it's just as reductive there. Mm-hmm. This might sound like a novel thing to say, but maybe not because you and I are women who were girls, girls, you and me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and like, we are very, we very much understand the psyche of a woman, but not so much the psyche of a man. Um, but what I do know is, so this might seem obvious, but like there are just as many types of men as there are types of women. Yeah. There, are, there are so many types of men. And also I know how many men are longing to share their feelings and to use their words and to be heard and be seen and to feel and know and be sensitive and to, to emote, you know, like I have seen witnessed firsthand how many men are longing to do that, that it's, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it. And yet also, I don't know what I just need to accept as most men as like, sometimes I'll talk about like the the plight of the straight woman, if, if there was a serious plight of the of the heterosexual <laughs> cisgendered white lady, the plight of the of the straight woman who um, is that you have to be with men sometimes. That's like the cross I gotta bear. Right. Well, I also think that the way that that could be reframed is that when someone is telling you that's a man thing, or where you where you might even fall fall into that, like find yourself thinking, oh, that's because he's a man. I think that's a really good place to challenge yourself because what that could mean through a more gentle lens is, oh, this this is a skill or a or something my partner has not been taught to do. Mm-hmm. As no one has ever made space for him to feel like he should talk through his stress. I love that reframing because that is what I see when I see internalized misogyny. I'm really quick to forgiveness and grace and like, oh, that woman... Um, was not you know she hasn't been given religion about like her worth as a person yet like she you know that is not her fault she just is not aware of that and like I don't need to be holier than thou or judge and like that is just a really good it it occurs to me on such a daily basis how good I am at implementing my values in some spaces and then I how bad I am at implementing them with my husband (laughs) (laughs) it's so hard to be the best to the person that you love I know because you're with them all the time that reminds me of that article that you sent me um that you recommended on a previous podcast and Mm -hmm. where he goes in and he just starts what's the name of the article do you remember oh gosh five five unhealthy or five things that you think are unhealthy that are not or something like oh, that? Wait, wait, There's that one, but then there was another one. This, oh, it gotcha. was from a series on marriage. Oh, oh, is marriage obsolete? Is marriage obsolete. Yeah. yeah. And she, she, well, you just said, what did you just say? Oh, gosh. It was such a good quote. Um, we were talking about, no, I'm distracted thinking about is marriage obsolete. We were talking about um, how Mark 
Oh gosh. Hold on. <laughs> Are you gonna look up the email? This is yeah, classic. Yeah, <laughs> classic Mark and Katie. Now all of our listeners are shouting about what I what it was that I just said. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you listen to yourselves, jeez. Um, mindfulness, y'all. As mindfulness, I'm all, we're yeah. always preaching mindfulness. Shoot, what is it? Okay, the name is it's it's a series called Marriage and Investigation. Marriage it's and from Investigation. The Cut.com. Um, and um, the, you just said something that reminded me of, oh, that you're not always going to be living your best lives together. Like you're not, you're going to be terrible to the person that you love. Um, and, and I love, I love this part that there's a part of this article that says, because there is nothing more divine than being able to say out loud today, I am really truly at my worst, knowing that it won't make your spouse run for the hills. My husband has seen my worst before. We both know that our worst is likely to get worse from here, and somehow that feels like grace. Ah, uh, yes. This is why marriage is not that. obsolete. Okay, well, thank you for the yeah. advice. I think that that is something that I just grapple with all the time, and I don't know why two times in one week I heard t- that is just a man thing. I, like, and you know what? I just really feel like that stuff, it, it makes me hurt for the men that I love and the men that I've worked with because I just don't think that there is so many of the men that I work with really are like grasping for emotional connection. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, here's another, que- here's another question. Um, this one comes from Taylor and it's a two parter. So the first part favorite. is, here's my cue. What's the best and hardest part of marriage for each of you? And the second part is, what's your favorite thing about Taylor? Uh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I have... Do we have another 75 years for the second question? I know, um, but I have a real concise answer for that second question. It is 100% wedding Taylor. Oh, that just, is the best part about Taylor. Yeah, that's well, a I good. Mean, that's also the only context in which I was going to say, you've Taylor. really ever only been with Taylor in the context of a wedding. The first time you and Taylor met, you both pulled me aside separately to tell me how much you liked each other. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. She's great. She's beautiful. Um, I'm going to start with number two, too. Um, well, she's got a bodacious, beautiful body. So that is my first thing that I'll say. She is a gorgeous sunfish like Ann Perkins. Um, I will say she is also my, like, the person that I have, like, the most fun, like, staying up and dancing with. Like, she's just fun. Taylor knows how to have a good time. That's That's a good friend. Oh, she's the best. Okay. That's, I want to make this the Do We Love Taylor podcast. Um, the, the first one though, the best thing about marriage is kind of a three parter. The best thing about marriage for me for sure is a, um, not being alone. Like, and that sounds really like, I I don't mean it in like a needy way, but just like, I'm not alone in the life. I'm not alone in like a cosmic sense. Like, yep. Every day. It's not even just companionship. It's that like, I feel like he is a reminder to me that I am not alone in the universe. You know, um, that is, I think the best thing. And also like, that's a, that's the more like deep thing to say, but the real best thing that I say all the time is being able to split everything down the middle. All the chores, all the bills, all the tasks, all the family engagements, all split down the middle. I love it. I love it. Yeah. What about you? I love that too. What's the best thing? Um, Honestly, like I love the word companionship because that's like, it's having my best friend around all the time. And when I go places, people expect me to bring her with me. Yeah. You know? And I love that. I I love the... She's your go with. Endless sleepover with my go with. Endless sleepover with my favorite weirdo. 
Yeah. I love that. That's my, like, honestly, it's my favorite thing. And I guess also being at the, in the newly Ishwood phase of our lives, knowing that we have that for the next 60 years. Yep. And how much more intense that's going to grow and, and how, how much more we're going to go through. Deeper. I love that part of marriage too. Just knowing that you are in this together and then mm-hmm. you get to, you get to be that together, that you are that team. Yeah. Mm, that's wonderful. All right. What's the hardest thing about marriage? Mm. Um, I think the hardest thing about marriage, which I'll, I'll say in like a silver lined way, um, is how well that person knows you and that there's mm-hmm. just not really a, like a place to hide. <laughs> like you're with your, and I mean that the hide, hide the things that you shouldn't hide. There's no, when I do something that it, it, like a, when I make a decision that's inspired by some a quality in myself, I'm not proud of Kayla knows why I made that decision and is going to call me on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be really challenging. Um, but I think the beautiful thing about that is that I, she can watch me, be the worst part of me and still, and still loves me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't that what you just said in that other question that like, yeah, that is one of the best things about being married. I would say one of the hardest things for me is that if I was single, I think I would be, it would be really easy for me to go through my life only having addressed the the problematic parts of me that had gotten in the way of my life so far, you know, um, Uh like the only, I would only need to work on the parts of me that bother me, not anybody else. Interesting. And so, yeah. And so the hardest part of being married is that there's a lot of me that I don't necessarily have a problem with that is problematic. Um, that I am being called to work on or that rather I would be okay with or complacent with that I am being called to work on through my marriage. And that is, I hate it. Like I hate it every day that I'm like called to step up and like be better. Um, yeah, and yeah. that is, that is the hardest part. Of course that is like, I think the point in like a bigger way, but that is so it's the part that every day I have to be like, do I want to do this? Yes, I do. So yes, I do. the marriage is a mirror thing. <laughs> yeah, it's the marriage is a mirror. Like, it is a choice that I'm making to have that tool in my life to become my best self. You know, I think of marriage as, as in a lot of ways, a marriage is such a complex and nuanced thing, but one of the things that it is, it's a tool to better ourselves. And I choose that every day, but some days it's work, you know? It's like going to the gym. Like, some days you just really don't want to, but you, like, right. committed to like, doing oh, it. we have that's, to talk about this. That's why we have commitment, right? That's why we have to have commitment, because a lot of times it isn't fun to have the mirror held up. Yeah. So. Mm, I like that. Yeah. That's That's hard. actually, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense that, like, most people who are married probably like it just, like, the same thing about being married. Yeah. And in the general sense, but yeah, it's, yeah. like, really similar just because – your that mirror is the same thing yeah I often wonder like which of my qualities would have like what like how my qualities would be balanced or imbalanced right now if I hadn't met Mark you know if I hadn't been with Mark for seven years I yeah yeah think about you and Lauren like which of your uh, not Lauren you are Lauren think about you and Caitlin (laughs) (laughs) I know I think about that a lot and I think a lot of it is just I guess, the, I guess for me, the thing, just having another brain to bounce your, your plans and your life goals and your ideas off of, which is also a mixed blessing because there are things that, that like, if I, somebody says, like, hey, do you want to hang out this date? There's not, I, have to do, I have to do a second step. Like, I have to go ask somebody and, like, 
does this work with us? Like, is this yeah. what you want to do? Whatever. And whereas with just me, like, I'd be able to just answer. But mm-hmm, in, the, mm-hmm. in the macro sense, having somebody else yeah. to oh. make decisions with. Yeah, or have to explain yourself to. That's hard for me a lot, too, is that yeah. I want to go so fast that I often need to, because I'm married, slow down and explain myself. Because I do think that I owe my husband that, like an explanation. Yes. But yeah. I... Just as you want him to slow down and explain himself to you. I hate it, though. I want him to explain himself to me, and I want to go ex- explanation-free. Because <laughs> I... Right, and well, you let me know how that works out. It doesn't work out. It works in a fight. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. But that is, yeah. Sometimes I just want to be like, don't let me explain myself. I know what I'm doing. And I do it. I want to be like that, and I be like that. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got another question. I was going to say, you have another cue. I do. Um, do you, you and Caitlin both have separate hobbies and interests, but do you and Caitlin share any joint hobbies and interests? Anything think, that you share an, a, an equal affinity for? Yeah, I think this, the one we have, it's developed sort of recently, kind of started with crossword puzzles on our honeymoon, but uh-huh. we have really enjoyed playing games together. Oh, um, yeah. Which is really fun, like board games specifically. Yeah. Uh, she got Settlers of Catan for her birthday, so we <laughs> we started doing that. I thought that I hated that game, and I think it just turns out that I was just playing with people I didn't like. I actually think the oh. game is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's one um, of those German-style gaming board games where nobody's out. For, yeah, it's collaborative. You're n- nobody's ever out forever. Yeah, I like that, too. I don't like anything where you really have to wait your turn. Um, my type of game, though, is much more active. I like an active, fast-paced, like a... Like a um, categories type of a game. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there's really very few board games that I don't like, but I do despise learning how to play a board game. That is my least favorite part of, like, anything. Oh, I'm a terror. I will space out. Same. So, anyway. But I think the game... Do you teach it? Do you like to teach how to play board games? No. I Because because I'm a teacher, and I know that I can give you, like, a couple of, like, key points, and then we can play, and you're going to make the mistakes and figure it out on your own. Uh huh. And that's and also you know what? what I prefer to be taught. Me too. I want to learn as I go, but also explaining board games to me, I get so much anxiety. I am like the worst explainer of games. I hate it. Um. Anyway, that's a good a good answer. Board game. Weird thing to be the worst at. I. It's because <laughs> it's because I I know. I have this new rule in my life that if I've gotten feedback on something more than one time, that it is, like, good a good idea to pay attention to it. And I have gotten feedback from multiple sources recently, including, most recently, my husband this week, that sometimes I use far too many... I use 100 words when 10 would have sufficed. And so, <laughs> um, I... This feedback has come to me from, like, four different sources recently. So, I know that when I am explaining a board game, I'm conscious of this, and then I under-explain and, like, clip my words, and then people get up confused, and then I get worried, and then I, like... It's just a bad... <laughs> it's a bad cycle. So, um, yeah. yeah, I prefer to... Mark and I play chess um, together sometimes. You and Caitlin kayak. Oh, yes, we also kayak. I that love is, kayaking. Yeah, that's a new thing. We haven't done it in a little bit because it's been winter. Although we did say, kayak right. in January, yeah. um, which you know we can do that because we live in Virginia Beach. But that is a that's an outdoor thing I really like doing with her. I also really love going on walks. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Mark and I a hike. Yeah, hikes are like especially like in a in a nature place. Going away to do that. Mm-hmm. Mark and I don't have a ton of shared um, 
interests or hobbies. We, like, spend a lot of time cajoling the other person into participating in our own interests and hobbies, which is the reason I asked the question is because I, I want us to work on finding a shared thing. One of the things I'm really excited about is that I think when we have a house that he and I are both going to be big home improvement people because we're yeah. both kind of like that anyway. Um, and I think making our house into a home is going to be, like, a joint hobby that we're both going to be really into. Um, I also think that if we lived closer to nature, we would be out in the woods more often. Um, but, yeah, we're we're just kind of ex- looking for something that we both enjoy. We both like to cook, but cooking often becomes a chore because it's like, yeah. you know, it just is. So um, we are currently looking, we are in the market for some um, hobbies, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's good to have uh, a variety of energy levels, like that, like our hobby, like hobbies that span our energy levels. Because we don't always have the energy to go kayaking, but we yeah. do always have the energy to play sushi go. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and you know what, Mark and I also have, and this is going to seem silly, but we also have shared interests in the form of like Game of Thrones, like the. The TV shows that we watch, which create shared languages around the things that we talk about, right? And so, like, Game of Thrones is equally both of our thing. And so, like, we both listen to podcasts, and we both talk about it a lot, and we both, like, are, like, looking forward to every episode of it. So, um, that is nice. Although, Mark and I would both like to have something that we share that is not just television. So, that's our goal. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, you have your, like, low energy thing in TV. Yep. And then you can, like, create, I mean, again, you have 20 years yeah 20 yeah. years to put this part together gosh and how different that, things might be yeah and you know like i could see us one day like there's just we could get a boat one day and that would be a new hobby or just a lot of future hobbies to to get into but yes we are on the in the market for a hobby so if anybody has a couple hobby a, a cool hobby to get into as a couple let us I know. know i think pickleball is coming for you I have promised, I've sworn myself to pickleball for the spring, so I, I've been going through a stage where I can't exercise, or, like, I just haven't been interested in going to the gym for the last three weeks, um, so I need to get back into that, because, you know, you know me, it's extremely important, but it ebbs and it flows, um, so right now I'm kind of like, ugh, don't make me exert energy, but I, I did promise to Mark that I would play pickleball with him, so. Well, then it's gonna happen, because you have never in your marriage made an I promise that hasn't happened. Truth. True that. All right. You got one more? No, that's it. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for questioning things with me. Yeah, anytime. Yeah, and thank you listeners for sending in your questions. Um, as always, you can reach us on Instagram um, at how do I spouse, right? Yes, at, how do I at how do I spouse and at gmail at how do I spouse at gmail.com. Um, send us your questions, send us your feedback, let us know send what us you your... and your partner do as a hobby. Aha, uh-huh, your potential hobbies. Yeah, please give us. Um, we, I'm into beekeeping. If you can give me a script for how to tell my husband to <laughs> beekeep and then also look up all the bylaws in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania on beekeeping, yeah. let me know. That'd be great. Yeah. We should get involved in the community garden at our church. We really should. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't do it because Mark is never available to go with me and I've got social anxiety. But oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I should just I go. I understand that. I but also that if you're go. going by yourself, then it's not a shared hobby. That's true. That's exactly so. right. I can't have a shared yeah. hobby if I'm by myself. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to learn how to do a sport thing, Lauren. <laughs> I know. But you know what? I think you can do pickleball. Yeah, I think I can do pickleball. It's barely a sport and it has a funny name. 
Yeah, that's. I really don't know anything about it except it's called pickleball, so I feel like it should be fun. I just feel like pickleball, pickle would be a really. It's named after their family dog, pickle. Can you? Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Well, can we put pickleball on our uh, our spousing drinking game list? I think we can. We can definitely okay. put pickleball on that. When we say um, pickleball, take a shot. Pickleball. Um, wow! Wow! Pickleball! 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 Don't drive! <laughs> oh no! Uh, don't drive! <laughs> it's like Beetlejuice. If you say pickleball Ooh. really fast three times, then a tiny Beetlejuice happens. comes careening over a net towards you. You get married. That's what happens. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, All right. I think we spouse. I think we spouse. Love you too.